Hey, thanks for joining us. Today we're going to do something a little bit different and uh, I hope you can really engage with uh, the theme that we're going to be talking about today. What does worship look like? What does worshipping God look like in difficult times, in difficult seasons? You know that worship reminds us of the victory that we have in Jesus. Worship is something that's important for us in all times, in times of celebration and in challenging times. And so I thought today that I'd invite our worship pastor, Brendan, to come and join us. And um, we have a conversation about the battle being won, the victory being won in Jesus. And so we have a reason to worship in every situation and every circumstance. And I thought it'd be good for us to talk about our own situations and circumstances and, and I guess how, what role worship plays in our life together. So thanks. Thanks for, for oh, joining us. Thanks for having me. It's a bit, <laughs> bit different to what we normally do, bit. but let's go with it. So, Brendan, if I was going to ask you what is worship, I know that's a big question, mm. but for you as our creative and worship pastor, your life is kind of immersed in that. So what's worship? Yeah, it's a great question, Murray. It's one of the very first questions that I kind of tried to get my head around when I first came on board on staff here at Hume Ridge. Um, I guess when most people hear the word worship, I, particularly those in churches, the thoughts automatically go to, to music yeah. and that. But if we look in the Bible, we'll see particularly in Romans, the Apostle Paul writes to the early church in Rome and encourages the church um, with this definition of worship. And he's, he writes this in Romans chapter 12. Uh, in verse one, he says, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. So it's, it's basically saying how we live our lives in response to God's mercy. That's what worship is. So how are we living our lives? Are we being uh, patient? and kind and loving and generous and all these things that uh, the Bible tells us, this is the way that we should be living, like Jesus lived. This is how we are to live and this is an act of worship, a, a full surrender of our lives to God uh, in response to His mercy. I guess today though, Murray, I think what we need to do is hone in a little bit further with this definition of worship, particularly one aspect of worship. So I thought it would be really good for us to, to talk through um, there's a couple of, of words that were in the original Greek and, and Hebrew language that described the one word that we know today as, as worship. Yeah. And these particular words describe um, being, uh, I guess it's an in, intentional response, this intentional response of being reverent and in awe of adoration and, and respect of God. And so it's this intentional response to what we value most or who we value okay. most, which of course is God. Mm -hmm. And Murray, last week you spoke about putting first things first and yes. that's such an important concept, you know. Yes. Eugene Peterson, a great theologian, refers to worship as being um, in the centre. So he says yeah. that worship, it, what God, if we put God in the centre, mm -hmm. then worship is this response to and from the centre. So all the things that are in our life, we respond to God you know, um, putting him as the, the focus, middle. as the centre. So I love that. Yeah. And I love the fact that the way you've described it, it's, it's not, well, depending on our circumstance, we do or we don't. It's not like, well, if, if things are going really well, then I worship. But if my circumstances aren't that great, then I don't. The, what, the, what you're depending on is God. You're That's saying if, if God's, if first things first, then no matter what the circumstance in our life is, we're going to worship anyway. That's it. All of our yeah. life, all of our circumstances, pretty, God at the centre. Pretty tough to do though, isn't it? I mean, you know, there are moments, if I think about just this week, 
um, we were invited, Kaz and I were invited out to a, uh, a life group at Humeridge and they were having a worship night. And they said, would you come and just worship with us? And, um, you know, to be honest with you, the, the, the day that I was having was a, it was a tough day and, and I felt like I had nothing. You know, I, I was at the end, there was sort of nothing in the gas, nothing in the tank. Mm. And, um, and so we went along. And, uh, and, and just thinking about your definition of that, that sacrifice, that reverence, that adoration, um, I remember sitting and, and everyone else was standing and, and they were singing and I was just sort of sitting and I was giving God worship the best I could. And, but I found that as I, as I was worshipping, as I was just being who I am and being real with him, um, he started to fill me. He started that the tank that was empty, he started to fill more and more and more. Um, and I remember singing the song, and I love this song, and you guys do it so well, um, Waymaker. Yeah. And, and I've sung that song so many times before, but as I sung the song in, in my moment of, of a sacrifice of worship, I guess, I remember thinking of those words, and, and God was, you know, God is a waymaker. So where there doesn't seem to be a way for us in the natural, God makes a way. You know, God is a miracle worker that, that sometimes it's like, we don't know what's next. We don't understand how we can get beyond this moment. And God promises he's a, he's a miracle worker and, and he's a promise keeper. You know, the promises he's given us. And th these weren't just words for me that night. And I think sometimes when I worship it, they can be just words. But that night with that um, beautiful um, group of people from Hume Ridge that we worship together, those words became true worship for me. You know, light in the darkness. You know, mm. when I'm feeling like I'm in darkness, he becomes that light for us. And I felt God strengthening me yeah. as I worshipped him. It's one of the great things about worship, declaring that truth yeah. about God, who he is and, and what he says about us. Mm. You know, I, I, I just remembered a, um, a verse in um, Isaiah chapter 40, one yeah. of my favourites. You know, and it talks, you're talking about how you felt this feeling of, yeah. of God and, and the strength through just declaring those promises of God. So yeah. in Isaiah chapter 40, we read that God, He gives strength to the weary yeah. and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall, but those who hope in the Lord mm. will renew their strength. That's great words, great promise. Absolutely. And, and I think the beauty in that is that we, know, we don't go to him to that happen. We, we go to worship just to tell God who he is and, and, and how great he is. But, but the response within us, what happens within our spirit is something really quite significant. And, and, and I, love, I love that we can be real with God. I love that we can really be real in our worship. That, you know, I think about the Psalms and I think about King David and I think about just how authentic David is. Now, David's known as a worshipper, isn't he? You know, he's known as plays the lair and, and, and sings and dances and he loves that. But he's very real. Uh, I think about particularly in, in Psalm 2 and Psalm 102, where, where David talks about his circumstance and he's crying out to God in, in his circumstances saying, this is happening and they're, they're attacking me here and this is going on in my world and it's all happening. And then halfway through the Psalm, he says, but God. That's right. And he turns it into worship. He turns it into, but I know my God and my God is faithful and my God is just and my God will prevail. And, my God. and, he, and he turns his situation of being real to God into a time of worship. That's right. It's which a, is beautiful. It's a great perspective pivot, yeah. isn't it? Take yeah. a, the attention off ourselves yeah. and onto God. And just as you've mentioned for your, in your own experience, yeah. just how that that change of perspective, mm. that, that realisation that God has got it in control, yeah. that God loves me despite my circumstances. I think that's uh, uh, just a wonderful thing that we can do in, in worship. Yeah, it's, it's recognising the truth of who God is in our circumstances and in spite of our circumstances, isn't it? 
I mean, the Psalms, the Psalms are beautiful to, to go through because then there's also places within the Psalms where we read about, you know, Psalm 95 says, come, let us sing. And Psalm 107 says, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. So we're, we're charged by, da- by King David's writings and the Psalmist to, to let everything that has breath praise the Lord. And so um, I love the fact that that doesn't say if things are going okay for you or only if things are really tough and you need strength. It's mm. like in every situation, like the, the essence of our being is to worship Him. That's right. And yeah. I love how it's, it's almost giving us instructions in how to worship. Mm. You know, give thanks to the Lord. Enter His gates with thanksgiving in our hearts, like thanksgiving and yeah. praise yeah. and, uh, you know, and prayer. These are things that the Bible tells us to do continually. Yeah. And so that means whatever we're going through, we can give God praise. We can give God thanks. That's true. And yeah. So we're really touching on more than just a more than just a thought or an idea. It really, it comes back to the whole concept of worshiping in spirit and in truth. That's right. Yeah, that's a, that's a concept that we often hear around yeah. that that term yeah. worship. It yeah. actually comes from the New Testament yeah. in John, as you know, yeah. John chapter four twenty four, where Jesus is is speaking with a Samaritan woman at the well, and. Uh, Jesus is telling her basically her life story and and kind of uh, seeing through the facade that she's been put up. And and Jenny spoke about that a couple of weeks ago and how God sees the real us. And I guess the psalmist as well, King David, and yourself, Murray, we've all we've been talking about this um, this deal of authenticity, about being real and worshiping in spirit and in truth. I love this definition. Someone once told me this definition of what that means, worshipping in spirit and truth. So when our spirit and our truth, so the who we are real, not who yeah. we're pretending to be, yeah. but where we're at in life, being real and honest, when those things align with God's spirit, because God is spirit, mm. and God's truth. So what the Bible says about God, and of course what God says about us, when those things align I think that's that's, that's worshiping in spirit and in truth, and that's the kind of worship or the kind of worshippers mm. that God is looking for. That's what that verse in in John chapter four is talking about. So good, and again, it comes back to this authentic, being real, pressing in, being um, going after God, being intentional, and and I guess we wanted to talk about this today because many of you are going through tough times, and and. We, we believe uh, our ministry team and, and, and the elders of the church, it's important to be real. And so, you know, many of you know that there are tough times going on in the life of the church. So we can sort of pretend that's not happening or say, well, what do we do in those times? What's, the, what's, what's God say? And, you know, it's, it's almost like, what's God's game plan? What's God's game plan in the middle of tough times? What, what, what's the go-to? And really, what we're really saying is God's game plan, a big part of God's game plan is worship. That's right. Yeah. And God wants us to be real yeah. in, in our worship, he wants us to be authentic in our worship. And I guess we can be fooled into thinking that there is really only one way to do that. You know, if you come along to a church service and everybody's singing and, and we call that worship, well, is that the only way to yeah. worship? Mm. Well, no, it's not. There's, there's identified at least nine different ways that, that people um, can connect with God and, and, and just feel that, that sense of His presence and uh, and, and offer that praise and that adoration and that reverence and that awe. Um, so I guess just some examples, you know, um, people that connect with God, obviously through, through music, that's, that's one way. Yeah. It's not the only way though, because our God is a creative God. Yeah. And so he's created each of us unique. Yeah. And so he's wired us in a particular way to best connect with him. And, you know, it's our responsibility to figure out what that is. Yeah. So some other examples are, um, 
connecting with God through through nature. And this this is a, yeah. a way that I have experienced God recently, particularly through this COVID lockdown period where we've kind of just been stuck at home. And I've just had this opportunity to spend more time outside and have just really enjoyed that time of, I guess, a little bit of solitude as yep. well. And just out in the open, having just that, that constant conversation, that prayer with God. And I've just really felt a, a real sense of His presence okay. through that experience as yeah. well. But other people, like I say, they, they like spending time perhaps on their own. Mm. Others like uh, connecting with God in a crowd. Others mm. people connect with God through helping others yeah. or standing up for injustice. Right. So there are a number of different See, reasons. And some would not know that that's worship, but they're, they're kind of almost sacred pathways that, that we find that we connect deeply with God and we, we, we worship Him in the way that we live our lives. Mm. So I love that whole, you know, um, dealing with injustice and stepping into those spaces or, you know, some people will, will get on their own and be really quiet before God and some will, will sing and shout and, and there's no right or wrong, is there? I think there's, there's, there's a right way to worship. So that's worshiping in spirit and in truth. Good. But that the expression of what that looks like, because we are all wired differently, yeah. it, that's going to look different. That's and good. that's fine. It's not wrong. Yeah. It's just different. And that's OK. Can I can, just say that again? The right and wrong of worship. What's the right way to worship God? The right way is worshiping God in spirit yeah. and in truth. Our spirit and our truth right. aligning with God's spirit right. and God's truth. Yeah. But that can look different. Yeah. The expression of that is different. And I think that's the, the beautiful thing about church. Mm. We have so many different people from so many different backgrounds, so many different stages of their faith, um, you know, different ages, different, you know, going through different things in their life. And of course, different ways that they connect with God. Yeah. And the whole purpose of the church, the, the gathering of the church, the yeah. coming together of the church is that we can, we can learn from one another. Yeah all these different experiences of how to connect with God in worship. Not only can we learn, but we can also teach. Yeah. So how has God wired us? How can we share with others? Um, this is how I connect with God and, mm. and maybe, you know, give it a go. It's, um, it's really interesting to, to, you know, experiment with, with some of these different ways of, these different sacred pathways of I meeting love that. God. So, so go on the journey of finding new ways of, of, of worshiping. And yeah. I guess that's, that's some choice there. But I know there's, we come back to, we talked a, bit, a little bit earlier about the sacrifice of worship, you know, and, and that, okay, there are times where we love to do this and we love to do that. But there are times, maybe like an example would be you know, me this week, where, where it's kind of like, I just, I don't feel like it, but there's that sacrifice of worship. And, and I know that's a really important one. I know for me, that really empowers me. And, and I remember <laughs> it, it took me, as I, as I thought about this concept of sacrifice of worship, it takes me to um, a couple of characters in, in the New Testament, um, Paul and Silas. And um, these guys were, were crazy that they were just out there doing things. I remember um, as, you, as you read through uh, their stories of ministering and telling people about Jesus and they were, they were praying out demons out of people and doing all sorts of things and people started to get upset with them. I mean, the, the one stage there, they were, praying, they were praying a demon out of a woman who was sort of giving, giving people uh, fortune telling. That's right. And uh, she was making money because of that. And they, they just said, that's wrong. And they prayed it out of them. And everybody got up in arms and they threw them in jail. And actually, I wouldn't mind reading from, yeah, from, from, uh, from Acts because it's in, it's in Acts. It's in um, Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16. Let me just read the story because um, I just feel like it's a beautiful example to us all about the importance of the sacrifice of worship. So I'm reading from Acts chapter 16 and I'm going to read um, from verse 22. The crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods. They were being uh, severely flogged. They were thrown into prison 
and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. When he received these orders, he put them in, in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. These guys were being brutalised, brutalised. About midnight, Paul and Silas were pr- uh, praying and singing hymns to God. That's a sacrifice of worship right there. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. The jailer woke up and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and he was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, don't harm yourself, we're all here. And the jailer called for lights and rushed in and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you'll be saved, you and your whole household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him, to all the others in his house. And at that hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Then immediately he and all his household were baptised. The jailer brought them into his house, set a meal before them. He was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God, he and his whole household. I just love that passage of scripture because it starts, well, it starts with um, incredible attack. This is a sacrifice of worship. These guys were being bashed. They were thrown into jail, the deepest dungeon. They were shackled up. Um, you know, They're in absolute pain and agony. And it says in the middle of the night, their response to that was to worship and praise their God and to sing praises to their God. I mean, you talk about a sacrifice of worship. That's it right there. But then what I love is what happens after that. In the middle of their worship, their situation changed. Now, that doesn't always happen. But in this situation, their situation changed. What happened was there's there's a rumbling and the jail doors open up. What happens is they gain freedom. If you think about us, when we worship, if I think about me this weekend, this week, you know, in the middle of my worship, God did something in me. Yeah. And so I started to experience his strength and his freedom. Yeah. Um, the chains fell off their legs. You know, that, that, they were free and then they had the opportunity of continuing to share God and move forward empowered. All that happened because they worshipped God. They intentionally worshipped him. They demonstrated one of the core values we have here at Humans. Yeah. They demonstrated courageous faith. Now, they could have been bashed even more. The jailer could have come in and told them to shut up and gone again. But no, they were going to stand up for their God in the middle of their circumstance. Despite their circumstance, their response was to choose to worship. Yeah, just, just love it. Just love the way that we get shown, no matter what our circumstance, God's game plan for us is to have a heart of worship. That's right. And I love what you're saying about worship being a sacrifice. You know, mm. It, it can cost us, yeah. you know, with, with the uh, whatever we're going through at the moment. It's, it's not, life is not always no. a bed of roses, is it? Yeah. It's not always comfortable. And uh, so sometimes we have to choose, like you say, choose to sacrifice whatever that is, comfort, mm. in order to bring God praise, in order to be open to His filling of the Holy Spirit, to yeah. be open to the strength that He gives us to, to get through to whatever that next step might be. That's right. Well, the, the writer of Hebrews says in Hebrews chapter 13, exactly what you're saying, Brian, yeah. and he says, through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess His name. Mm. Now, when we do that, yeah. you know, something happens in us, something happens in the, in the, in the heavenly realm, 
and often something happens within, within our life on earth as well. So I guess what we're saying is worship, it's important for us to know worship's not just going through the motions. That's right. And I know sometimes for me, I can, I can walk into church or I can put a worship song on and I can sing the song as if it's a song. Um, but I guess as I understand that with worship, whatever that looks like with my actions, it's more than just going through the motions. It's a heart connection. That's right. Yeah. Oh, that's good. So, so I guess as, as we sort of bring this together and say, well, worship is about a response, if you like, a response to not our circumstances, but who God is in the middle of our circumstance. Right. The mountaintop periods where we're cheering and we're having celebrations or the valley times. It's not a response to circum. It's a response to our God. I wonder, I wonder how, how you feel and what your response is in those difficult times for you. Mm. I wonder right now, you may be feeling some of the emotions that we talked about right at the start. Maybe for you right now, there's fear of what's to come or there's, there's frustration or there's anger or there's confusion or there's sadness or, or, you know, put in your emotion here. I wonder what that looks like. And I wonder what it would look like if you and I started to really press into this whole concept of the sacrifice of worship. Brennan, as I think about worship, often what I want to do when I'm in situations that I'm not happy with is, is I want to, I don't, I don't necessarily, my nature is not to, to worship, but it's really to fight the situation in, in the natural. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we talk about worship as being a response to something. Usually our first response yeah. to particularly a difficult situation yeah. is to want to kind of grab hold of it and, and, and take control. Yeah. And sometimes when that doesn't work, we go to kind of like the next stage and, and we, our fists kind of tighten up and we, we go into kind of like fight mode. Yeah. It might not be physically fighting, but it's certainly what we do with our, our words and how we, how we treat people. Yeah. So it's kind of like we go into fight mode, but you know, God's game plan is different to what the world says it should That's be. Good. And so what, what do we do then? We look at what did Jesus do in difficult situations? How did he, how did he worship? How did he live his life for God? And this is what, this is what happens when we follow Jesus' example. Wow. It's surrender, isn't wow. it? An yeah. open hand ready for what, whatever God, whatever God, whatever you want from me, I'm going to offer my life to you and do whatever you would have me do in this situation. I think that's a really powerful oh, thing. You should wow. try it, yeah, you know, yeah, wherever yeah. you're watching, yeah. just tighten your yeah. fists really hard. Because yeah. that's, you know, that can be our, our natural response. Yeah. But as soon as we feel that release, you know, as we open our hands in surrender to Jesus, mm. you know, to follow his example. And when you think about mm. Jesus, he opened his hands and oh, he spread wow. his arms out wide. Wow, well, yeah, that, you know? that's good. So that, that's so good. Just a perfect example yeah. of surrender. And we, we read about that in, in Paul's letter to the early church yeah. in, in Philippi. Yeah. So I just want to read that because it's, it's just the perfect example of what it means to live a humble life, mm. taking the eyes off ourselves and onto God. Mm. Submitting to God and submitting to others just like Jesus did. So I want to read from Philippians chapter 2. Here we go. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. Not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, 
even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. That's so good, man. I mean, the, Jesus has the victory. He's won the victory already. And so when he, when he died on a cross for us, as you, as you put so beautifully, when he surrendered himself to God, and died on that cross and then, and then defeated death and hell and then was resurrected and created a way for new life for us to, to join with the Father, for us to know the Father intimately because of his death and resurrection. He's, he's already given us the victory. That's and right. so I guess, I guess what we're saying is worship is, is an expression to God of the fact that we understand despite our circumstances that God is, has given us the victory, that Jesus sits on the throne and then no matter what our circumstance, he is able. And I guess what I want to do is encourage you right now that maybe you sing songs, sing the worship songs and love to sing the worship songs. But what would it look like for you to worship, truly worship in spirit and in truth right now? That despite your circumstances, you sit or you stand or you kneel. Maybe you raise your hands, maybe you sit quietly, but you, but you worship in spirit and in truth. You truly worship God because of who Jesus is, because of the name of Jesus, the name mm. above all names. Jesus, who is incredible, who has done so much for us. And so as, a, as an act of sacrifice with intentionality, what about we truly worship him? And we go into the rest of our lives with a new understanding of what it means to truly worship our God and our King Jesus. Do you know, because of the name of Jesus, we have the opportunity to connect with the Father why wouldn't we want to worship him? Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you've created a way by your son, Jesus, that we can have a personal relationship with you through Jesus. And so, Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, the name above all names, that you would help us to connect with you on a deeper level. Help us to see the ways that we would naturally worship you. They're all made differently and wired differently. And you want us to, to know and, and experience new ways of worshipping you. Help us to go deeper with you in our worship, Lord God, in spirit and in truth. May these not just be words and music that we play and sing, but may this be worship, a sacrifice of worship to you, our Father, in Jesus' name. Amen.